Hello and welcome to Good Morning Thailand. I'm Jay, and as you can see, I'm here alone today. However, the man himself is joining us from Phuket. Please welcome Tim Newton. How does my hair look? How does your can Tim? You Tim, you're on camera. Tim, Tim, this is your moment. You're oh. on camera. Hello, oh. hello. Good to see you. Good morning. Good morning, hello, Tim. Viewer. Hello, viewer. Um, thank you to the viewers uh, for joining us on this Monday morning. It's bright and early in Bangkok today. And firstly, I'd like to start off by saying a quick shout out to Coffee Culture. Here we have their new testing kit. Um, if you actually want to try their coffee, they now have these small packages where you can try different flavors before you actually buy them. Um, I've got here Brazilian kick, French roast, espresso. I know Tim especially loves them. So um, visit coffeeculture.asia, type in the code TIGER at checkout to get a 10% discount. Uh, that's coffeeculture.asia. Right, Tim. Nothing like a quick Brazilian. Um, how about you give us a quick update? How's Phuket? You're in Phuket. How's the weather? How's the life? You you know, you're finally going back to Phuket after a couple of weeks. Give us the lowdown. Well, yeah, I mean, I sort of live in Phuket, but I, I work in Bangkok. But uh, there weren't any first-class seats uh, coming back last night. Oh, so no. I couldn't, couldn't possibly go in an economy seat. Yeah. So uh, I'll have to wait until um, they get the first class. I think they've got to start flying A380s back into Bangkok before I can consider coming back. Yeah, that makes um, sense. You're, you're but, first uh, class upper deck, of course. That Interesting, uh, I have got cat wars happening as we speak. <laughs> right. Um, so if you see cats flicking past, making lots of noise, I apologise in advance. But uh, we've got one cat, our little uh, Dina, who's uh, about three quarters of the way through a pregnancy. And that's a whole different story. I've done a video about that already, but um, she's starting to get a bit crazy. And the other female cats are sort of figuring out something's going on. So they're gone slightly crazy as well. So lots of fun around the Newton household. Right. Newton mansions, as we call it. Cat wards at the Newton mansion. All right, let's get on with the show today. We've got a couple of topics we'd like to talk about, including the Moderna jabs have finally arrived. So, Tim, starting next Monday, so in a week's time, Moderna jabs that were pre-ordered by people um, across Thailand will finally arrive in Thailand. Uh, so we have around five... Yeah, I think... Um yeah, a lot of people have obviously they've been ordering the Moderna vaccines, gee, up to three, four, five months ago, mm -hmm. and they've been promised that they'd be arriving soon. A lot of the private hospitals took the money from uh, from people who were going to be getting the Moderna jabs, and <laughs> looks like eventually they might actually be arriving. That's right. 560,000 doses will finally be available to people who have uh, pre-ordered these vaccines. Now, we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, how a lot of people were complaining because of the delay of the vaccines. People were asking for refunds, to which the hospital associations came out and said, uh, nope, you no. will not be getting any refunds. However, you can transfer the vaccine to someone else and or delay when you receive the dose. So, um, yeah, uh, anyone who has received uh, two shots of Sinovac vaccine and the booster of AstraZeneca, like me, will be available, uh, allowed actually, uh, 
advised rather to use the Moderna vaccine six months after the booster shot. However, uh, for people who are just receiving the third dose of Moderna as a booster can do that immediately. Um, so that's all the Moderna vaccine news for today. Um, secondly, let's quickly, Tim, talk about, you know, we're getting closer and closer to the November 1 reopening. However, Hoi Hin and Chiang Mai have got a little bit of an issue. Uh, now, they're dealing with a little COVID cluster and their COVID infections are actually going up again, uh, like slightly more and more every day. Um, and they're actually pushing for the reopening to be delayed until December and not November 1. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, we've got these graphs that you can see on the screen and uh, it shows the, the, the numbers going up in both areas. Uh, both are areas that are not quite as reliant as, say, a place like Phuket or Pattaya uh, for tourism, but they were certainly hoping to get some tourists back as soon as they could to start to fill the coffers up of the uh, the, the much-suffering traders in those areas. But it's uh, as the, the numbers come down in lots of other parts of the country, especially Bangkok, where the, the big clusters were about three or four months ago, um, and even in the south, they're starting to get some control over the, the rise in the Delta variant. But in Chiang Mai and Hua Hin, they are suddenly uh, got some clusters. Seems in uh, Chiang Mai, the, the numbers are coming from markets. And uh, down in Hua Hin, it seems to be coming from uh, construction and worker camps. Migrant workers, of course, Plachuap Kiri Khan, very, very close to the Myanmar border and has a lot of uh, Burmese migrant workers in the area. So they've both got slightly different problems, but the problem for them both is that they've got these rising numbers and uh, the November 1 looming just a week away. So uh, yeah, they're saying, well, I'm not sure if we're quite ready yet. So it's going to be a bit of a bumpy ride for a few weeks for some of these areas as they try to meet the November the 1st reopening date which has sort of been mandated almost by the Prime Minister, whether things are ready or not. Right. Um, I guess more on that on thetiger.com. You can find the latest information and updates on our website. Uh, Tim, let's take a quick break. Once we return from the break, we're going to be talking about Chulalongkorn University, one of the oldest and one of the most prestigious universities in Thailand, getting rid of its traditions, as well as Vietnam now going to open Pukok Island. That's coming up on Good Morning Thailand. Welcome back. You're watching Good Morning Thailand. I'm Jay, and joining me from Phuket is Tim Newton. There he is, the man. Hi, everybody. And uh, can I just say, arriving back in Phuket, I used to do the trip from Bangkok to Phuket every week, most of last year, from almost the start of June all the way through to the end of March this year, when, um, sorry, start of June last year to the end of March this year. And when I'd arrived, there'd be the temperature scanner as you came off the plane, and then you would have to get this uh, Phuket Go, Go Phuket, Go Buget, I think it's spelt with a G. Yeah. Um, and you'd have to scan that, and they'd check that you had it scanned, and you had to sort of show things and 
coming off the plane when I arrived on Friday, just walked straight off the plane. They had the temperature scanner there, but nobody staffing it, and then just walked straight through. Uh, there was nobody checking anything to do with our vaccination papers or anything to do with whether we had the apps uploaded. I had my More Chana app all ready to show, all updated, but nobody wanted to see it. So I found that interesting that uh, they're certainly trying to make things as easy as they can for passengers at least traveling domestically at night. Right. All right. Uh, Tim, let's get on with uh, one of the main topics of today, which is regarding Chulalongkorn University. Now, for those of you who are not aware, Chulalongkorn University is one of the oldest and uh, one of the most prestigious universities in Thailand. They are often... Um, you know, uh, pay respects to the kings because it has a very uh, strong lineage to the kings um, of the past uh, decades and years. And therefore, Chulalongkorn has always been considered in Thailand one of the top universities in Thailand. Now, um, every year what happens is that Chulalongkorn University and Thammasat Universities, two of the oldest universities, have an annual meeting. And in this annual meeting, they have a football match uh, because what better way to celebrate tradition than an annual competition? Um, and this year, the student union of Chulalongkorn University has decided to scrap a parade called Prakiao, uh, which is a very traditional um, parade that happens before the annual event actually takes place. And this has caused a lot of debate around Thailand and former alumni and students who have gone to this university because they feel like a long-standing tradition is being scrapped and they're quite unhappy about it. Tim, do you know anything about Prakiao? No, I don't know about this specific ceremony. And thanks for the explanation, Jay. Uh, what I know about this particular sports day between Chulalongkorn and Tamasat, long-time rivals, two of the top universities in Thailand, well, probably at least the best known, and a lot of the time these parades are being used to lampoon politicians in sort of a, a friendly uh, way. Of course, students are always going to be a bit rebellious, a little bit left. They're going to be having a go at the, uh, the authorities and the politicians. But this year it's taken a little bit of a different turn because it looks like they're going or they're aiming a bit higher and uh, scrapping one of the, uh, the ceremonies that involves the, the, the Thai monarchy. Yeah. Now, what I found interesting about this, Jay, is that last year the protests, for the very first time, were questioning the authority of the, uh, the head of state of Thailand. It was the first time it actually happened. Some very brave students uh, have paid the price, and some of them are still in jail as we speak, uh, as in the custody of the Thai government, for speaking out uh, against not only the government, but by calling on some uh, some changes to the Thai monarchy. Yep. Now, th this uh, process, uh, which we call uh, Les Majeste, the, the, the law about speaking out against the monarchy, I find that this story is sort of referencing that because it's uh, having a go at the head of state of Thailand in a, a way, and the Thai students saying, well, you know, we don't like this particular ceremony. And it looks like they voted. The student administration voted 29 zero. to nine, yep. 29 to zero to scrap the tradition. So it looks like it was uh, obviously a majority. That's right. So they're going to get some uh, some heat from the government over this particular decision. Yep. But I think students are doing what students do. They're re rebelling against the authorities. 
and th this parade has always had a political edge. So I think this year is uh, no different. It's just they're aiming a little bit higher this time. That's right. Uh, Prokio has always been the symbol of the university founder, and you're right, it does have um, symbols towards the king and the monarchy. It is also a symbol of knowledge and gratitude. However, I've got a statement here uh, saying that, you know, Prakio, which stimulates the royal procession, um, there are people who invite Prakio, holding the Buddha image, which is the highest symbol of Chilankon University. They sit on a saloon carried by over 50 students um, to the Prakio, which is uh, in the shape of a crown. Uh, it's kept on, on, a, on top of a saloon where 50 students um, uh, hold it up and parade it around the stadium where these activities happen. And um, sitting on a saloon carried by 50 students, it's uh, the student association have come out and said that supporting and reflecting authoritarian regimes, including supporting the belief that people are not equal, that is one of the main reasons inequality and support and reflecting authoritarian regimes being the reasons why they wanted to scrap this tradition. So right, hey, look, I, I, I get that uh, and. These traditions, of course, are great, and schools love traditions, and they love dwelling in the past, and uh, the old alumni and the, the crusty old professors, they, they love wallowing in all this sort of stuff. But, um, you know, good on the students for, uh, for stirring things up. I certainly did that when I was at school. I'm sure you probably did. Well, maybe you were the teacher's pet. Maybe <laughs> you were the one who just said, oh, yeah, I'll do whatever you want. <laughs> Uh, but, but I was certainly a little bit of a, you know, a radical lefty. Tim the rebel. <laughs> I, I sort of congratulate these students for, uh, for stirring the pot and uh, you know, pushing for change because Thailand has been steeped a lot in history and a lot of that we can see with the, the temples and the, the Buddhist beliefs. But Thailand, like the rest of the world, sort of has to struggle forward and some of those changes will be painful for some people. And we find that around the world, right? in Australia where I come from, uh, you know, we're currently a constitutional monarchy. The head of state of Australia is the Queen of England. And a lot of uh, us sort of see that as sort of a little bit old fashioned and a bit of a throwback to an era that no longer exists in, in a modern country like Australia. So uh, yeah, th these changes need to be pushed from somewhere and it looks like the students have uh, pushed a few buttons, they've got their way into the media today, and they've got us talking about it. So, yeah, good on them. Everyone can now imagine a young Tim with long locks of hair in, in young Melbourne, Australia, just going out on the streets and screaming, Vive la résistance! Well, I, I, I doubt you'd be speaking French, but yeah, you get the point. Anyways, well, I did learn French, but did no, you? I wasn't uh, <laughs> running around sort of uh, yelling, Vive la différence! Vive, Vive la, la résistance! <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? If anyone has any footage out there, please let us know. All right, uh, moving on to the last topic of today, which regards Vietnam and Pukok. Now, Tim, um, we were talking slightly about this earlier, and I asked you, why would this be relevant, or why is this important that Vietnam is opening the island of Pukok? Well, have you been to... I, I'm not quite sure how to say it. When I was there, I've been there three times. Okay. Uh, but I think it's... Phoc Quoc. Oh, okay. Uh, well, unfortunately, I've never had the pleasure to visit Vietnam yet, but I've heard it's a beautiful country. I know the comment section will be full of how to pronounce Phoc Quoc. 
I thought I'm it. Sure I thought it was Pukuk. Anyway. Yeah, I'm just going with the English spelling. P-H-U. Okay. Q-U-O-C yep. is a little island. It's about 10 kilometers off the coast of uh, Cambodia. Okay. Uh, it's not quite off the coast of Vietnam. It's more like off the coast of uh, Viet uh, of Cambodia, uh, off Sukhumville. Uh, Sukhum. That the place on the coast named after uh, one of the past princes. Can't remember the name of it now. Okay. But it's in the Gulf of Thailand, and it was sort of always seen as a bit of a, I'll just turn one of these messages off, as a bit of an up and coming seaside island resort to uh, compete against places like, well, Phuket. Yep. And uh, so I thought, well, I need to go and see this place. Now, the way to get there in the past, you've either flown through Bangkok and then travelled by Bangkok Airways direct to Hukwok, or you flew from, this is from Phuket, from Phuket to Kuala Lumpur, and they had daily flights on Air Asia to Phuket uh, across the Gulf of Thailand. So very interesting. And it, it's about the same size as uh, Phuket. You can go in there and you can get a, a, a visa on arrival from just about any country in the world. This is before COVID. And it's a seaside resort, and it's got a little old town. It's probably about 20 years behind a place like Phuket. Having said that, though, they've started spending some serious money on some big tourist attractions, one of them being the longest cable car in the world. Oh, wow. So down the south of the island, you can go along these this long cable. It takes about 20 minutes, I think, to get from the, uh, the Phuket Island across to one of the islands, three or four chains down uh, across the Gulf of Thailand. A very, very beautiful uh, place, a very dramatic cable car ride, if you're into that. And uh, they've been spending some serious money and some big hotels are now spending a lot of money there as well. It's looking a bit like a building site last time I was there because a lot of activity was going on. And at the time there was a lot of Russians they're also setting it up to setting it up to take in or attract the Chinese money as well. So uh, I was always thinking that uh, with all the little problems that Phuket might have and the serious problems it has now, uh, Phuket was always going to be a big competitor in the future to Phuket. So I thought it was interesting having a look at uh, them opening. They're talking about opening up. To international tourism on November the 20th, then other parts of Vietnam, are specifically the, the the big city in the south, Ho Chi Minh City, they're thinking of opening January the 1st as they also try and recover and get their borders open. Right. All right. Uh, so more on... Do we need to do this like a sort of a, a radio thing where I go, blah, 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 over, and then you start talking? <laughs> we should. Over, chat. Yes, thank you. Uh, message received. All right. Um, Over. Well, those are all the main topics for today. Tim, anything else to add? No. Uh, all I need to say is that I'm back uh, in the office tomorrow. But, but tomorrow I won't actually be in the office in time. And so I believe I will be doing the show from the, from the back.
Bangkok Airport. That's right. The show must go on. Tim Newton crossing borders, going through places, no matter where he is, whether it be at an airport or in the middle of the jungle, he will be on Good Morning Thailand for you, the viewers. All right, I guess that is... Well, it'd be interesting um, to, to, to show people what the situation is at uh, the Suwanapom Airport. Yeah. This weekend has been the busiest weekend for flights in Thailand since uh, about the end of uh, March, start of April. So we've gone through this third wave, but we've had a long weekend mm -hmm. in some parts of the country today. It's actually a public holiday as well. Oh, okay. or some people are at least taking it off, but Friday was certainly a public holiday. And so it has been the busiest weekend for flights. Um, I know because trying to get back today was very, very, very expensive indeed. And on the poor salary that you pay me, I wasn't able to, uh, to get back there today. All right, then we will be seeing Tim tomorrow on Suwarnapum Airport. Stay tuned for a very special Suwarnapum Studio episode. Um, as for me, that's all the news and top news headlines from today. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed the show, and we hope uh, that you join us again for tomorrow's episode. From me, Tim, Shai, and Jason, who's not here but will be tomorrow from the episode, this is goodbye. See you tomorrow. <laughs>